0: Our theme uh, for 2020 is going to be knowing and mystery. And in particular, what the gospel offers to a postmodern world. Now, anyone who's followed Gospel Conversations would know that there's an undercurrent of an epistemology. Epistemology is, of course, just a big word for how do we know what we know. And Gospel Conversations has always had an implicit epistemology that's very comfortable with ambiguity and exploration and inquiry. We think it's timely to make that more explicit and bring that to the fore. Where does that fit in, for instance, with Scripture and Revelation? Where does that fit in with human reasoning? Um, How much can we be certain, and in particular, if we're approaching God, how much can we know about God? These are very timeless questions, but I think they're timely to look at at the moment. And the reason they are is that the world we're in, this postmodern world, has really thrown out objective coordinates for meaning and has emphasised, in contrast, relativism, which is really the, the knower rather than knowledge and has ended up painting itself into a pretty hopeless corner of nihilism where I can know nothing, really. And, and, and what we are seeing is an epidemic of pessimism an epidemic where there is no meaning, there are no coordinates. Ironically, if you, the individual, become the arbiter of truth, you end up with nothing and you know you end up with nothing. So I think this is a real contributor to pessimism and depression, uh, particularly amongst young people in the modern world. Let me just talk through the topics. Now, the headline will be um, our conference, which will happen in July. And we're delighted to say that uh, Dr. Esther Lightcap-Meek has agreed to come out. Esther is a world leader and pioneer in a Christian epistemology. Well, not just Christian, just epistemology. How do we know what we know? Um, This is not just for her an academic exercise. It was actually a torment for her as a young person, teenager growing up in a Christian home where she thought asking those kind of questions, how do I know God exists? How do I know I exist? Um, she thought were rather blasphemous. She's had to chart a territory herself of inquiry and finding out. And, and, and what's really unusual about Esther's approach, it, it's, it's actually quite pastoral. You know, she, she, all of us live by knowing. And um, she reframes knowing as knowing by love, which she'll, which she'll say more about. But she has applied it to lives, applied it to professions. And we're really looking forward to her visit, uh, it, it's being co-hosted by PLC Croydon one of the leading um, girls schools in Sydney um, and they are very keen to have her come and she'll spend a day with the staff the students and the parents in different audiences and I think her message is really significant for young people today We kick the year off with a bang I'm, I'm really excited to say that Brad Jerzak will be talking to us on February the 14th Brad's a wonderful um, philosopher, preacher on the inclusiveness of Christ um, and a very big, big picture of um, cosmic redemption, which we love. Um, he's being brought out by friends of ours in Wollongong and they've graciously said, hey, why don't you guys um, host Brad? So he'll, he'll he'll be our first speaker for the year. And we're going to ask Brad to talk on Christian ways of knowing, like, particularly scripture. Like, do we just take scripture as a textbook and try and, you know, plunder it for the answers, quote-unquote. He obviously is going to give a broader view of this, but when I've heard Brad talk on this, he gives a wonderful comprehensive picture of multiple ways of knowing. And so he'll do that for us. Then we will, for the first half of the year, be mainly led by Rick Watts. Rick's going to talk to us on design thinking and design as the new theology, a topic that he and I are both incredibly interested in. He's also going to give us a one-off talk on, the, on women and women in ministry. It's a, it's a topic that uh, most of us in the, in the world of gospel conversations are completely egalitarian about, but it is a very, very uh, controversial topic amongst some Orthodox um, uh, Christians who feel that the scripture says women cannot teach and women can't have positions of leadership. He doesn't agree with that and he's going to give a succinct talk essentially giving the strong views of women in leadership being a scripturally fine principle. That'll take us through to halfway through the year. The second half of the year, uh, we've got a lot of candidates, um, a lot of possibilities, um, and we'll, we'll decide on them closer to the time. We'd love to get Lisa Aitken to talk again on hope in an age of pessimism. Um, as you know, Lisa's given some brilliant talks, and she's a she's a, a a clinical psychologist. And more and more, in she's finding an epidemic of pessimism, particularly amongst young people, and with climate change seeming to collude in some apocalyptic vision of declension that there's no answer to. Uh, in that world, hope is incredibly important, and the psychology of hope is what she's doing her PhD on. So. That's a possibility. Another one would be Ron talking more about mystery and why and how the quantum pioneers were very comfortable with ambiguity. In fact, were quite spiritual. I could, could, will, might give some talks on the patristic fathers. And in particular, this topic of mystery um, is very, very much um, their world. They were great epistemologists and they were great epistemologists of ambiguity. In fact, Maximus the Confessor is one who I might talk about in one of his books is, is De Ambiguous on, on the ambiguous topics. Um, uh, and Origin is another one who's really the kind of mastermind in a way of the patristics. So there are more talks we could give. Um, another series of talks which I would probably lead is on artificial intelligence. This is, artificial intelligence is not a, a technology. It's, it's for many people, an anthropology. Um, and it is, it is a cosmology, i.e., um, you know, if you believe the world is materialistic and scientific and if you believe in evolution, then is this the next wave of evolution? Are we, with artificial intelligence, going to usher in the era of transhumanism? And some of the most popular books around, um, um, Homo sapiens as an example, really propound um, we become like gods through artificial intelligence. There's a dark side to that, there's a really big debate. Um, Will this be the death of jobs? Will this make human beings obsolete? Will machines take over? Uh, Is this a dystopic vision, not a utopian vision? Um, And these are topics that lead us inevitably to the big, big question, well, what is it to think? Because artificial intelligence has that word in it called intelligence. Can machines think? And importantly, as Douglas Hofstadter said, the good part about this technology is it forces us to name what's unique about what we do, and of course, if we do that, we get very much closer to naming the the, the the faculty of reason. We have to do this with more precision than the patristic fathers ever did. They were always clear that it's reason that was their word that gives us the image of God. But today. We have much more advanced views of the imagination, for instance, than they do. We have much more advanced views of some things, but not everything, not of synthesis. Um, it's a, I think it, it, what I like about this topic is it opens up for us the wonder of what happens every split second in our mind when we are like gods framing the world. So that's a possible topic. So that's all stuff we will be doing. Um, obviously that's more than you can do in the second half of the year, so that's good. Uh, The final thing to say is a venue. Um, We can't use Second Road anymore, I've left Second Road, um, but we're going to, we're in negotiation to find what we think we've got, we've got a possibility of a great alternative. So watch this space and we hope to announce that soon. Looking forward to it, it's gonna be a great year.